Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is a podcast where I get to know some of the funniest and nicest people from the internet. They are the friends of the show. This week's friend is Nick Nemiroff, who is and was and continues to be very nice and very funny. Nick tells us about some of the challenges of a seemingly straightforward journey from Montreal to Toronto. Shout out to Butter, and remember to tip when appropriate. And we get some great questions submitted by our listeners. Be sure to follow at FOTS Pod on Twitter and send your questions for a future guest. Now, this is Friends of the Show, episode 42 with Nick Nemiroff. It's a funny thing being in a punk band. Sometimes you have to turn your back on a soda you really love. Patrick Stickles from Titus Andronicus. Titus Andronicus, the Tweets in All Caps band. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the same one. They just have that caps lock just stuck. It's just on all the time. It could be that, yeah. They, uh, you know, they like to be heard. That They're loud and proud. <laughs> so thank you for the great quote. For the listeners, uh, very excited to talk to my guest this week. Nick is a comedian, originally from Montreal, currently based out of Toronto, and one of my favorites to follow online on all platforms, and also great, live, uh, <laughs> tours, does comedy, hosts a monthly show, skate or die at hotmail.com, at Comedy Bar with Gavin Pounds, and also is a very nice person and has a lot of great com- <laughs> comedy credits to his name. So welcome, Nick Nemiroff. Hey, Stephen. Thank you for having me and for saying that I'm very nice. Yeah, that's like there's two requirements for friends of the show to be funny and nice in any <laughs> combination. So check both nice. boxes. You check both boxes. So really, really happy to have you on. Thank you again for joining yeah, me, <laughs> as I mentioned, on Hollywood's brightest night. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. Do we mention that we're recording this the night of uh, the Oscars? The Oscars, the big show. So Jimmy Kimmel's doing his thing and we're doing our thing over here. So let's get into it. Let's get to know you. Tell us about yourselves. Originally from Montreal, parlez-vous français? Oui, je parle français, oh, mais man. je suis très mauvais <laughs> à, à parler français. Ah, moi aussi, je uh, parle français, mais pas très bon, because if you don't use it, you lose it. Is that correct? I would say that's true, yeah. yeah. I uh, only speak French to, like, uh, you know, people who, who work in Montreal <laughs> when I go back to Montreal, and that's about it. And and do you uh, do you fit in with your accent? Because sometimes if you start speaking French in a broken accent, they'll just sort of switch to English. <laughs> That's happened. Yeah, that that happens probably a hundred percent of the time. I try to speak <laughs> French to someone in Montreal. Yeah, it's it's a difficult thing. They they can sense it if you're not a hundred percent fluent, uh, and they don't like it. <laughs> No, they don't really care for it, which, uh, you know, I respect them for just cutting to the chase and being no bullshit. I, I guess that's true. It's sort of a different uh, different atmosphere. So can you speak to that, speaking, because uh, you're in Toronto now, and what's the what's the big difference? Toronto is bigger. Mm, more streets? Bigger city. <laughs> more, got, I think per capita, way more streets. It's a... Uh, and, uh, it's a mega city. Remember when they did that? They switched it from a regular city to a mega city. 
Right. Is that like the GTA? And that, all that is it. Yeah. So they took all like the boroughs and they're like, yeah, it's just Toronto now. Right. That is a clever way to make it a bigger city, not by like increasing population or anything like that. You just <laughs> claim other cities as your own. Just change the map. Stake the I mean, Canada thing. is really like the, a huge city, but yeah, we're all a bit. We're just one thirty million person city. <laughs> exactly. There's less snow in Toronto too. That's another big difference I've noticed over the years. There's less snow in Montreal. You have to have chain. You have to have like snow tires, right? It's the law. I believe so. Yeah, so. I never drove in Montreal, but yeah, my parents and uh, brother do. Still, so I'll go back and have to shovel the driveway every time I go back. You got to shovel, shovel the driveway. Is it a big driveway or, or a small driveway? No, it's small, but I'm like uh, pretty weak, so <laughs> right. it uh, might as well be like a hundred feet long. You know, it's problematic because the when you're the shoveling motion is not like a natural motion, and if you're doing it wrong, you're really gonna hurt your back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're really gonna. Yeah. You got to be lifting with your legs. Oh, yeah. I've definitely done it wrong so many times. And only in the past few years have I been, like, mature enough to learn that just to put in the, the right effort that will make you not so sore the next day. That's exactly right. It's like stretching before exercising, you know. it's You don't want to do it. It's annoying. But, you know, it's worth it for not pulling every muscle in your body when you're just trying to shovel yeah. six inches of wet snow. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. But, you know, you, uh, you're you out of there now. You're in Toronto, so a little bit less snow, but more. Yeah, no shoveling here. It's no great. shoveling. And I guess you're getting around the city on transit, which is. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a TTC boy. <laughs> TTC boy for life. Uh, so are you on that Metro Pass life or you on a Presto card? <laughs> I haven't uh, switched to Presto, but I do. I consider it often. I'll mm-hmm. have you know. So you're right on the edge of making it worth it. From Yeah, I'm right on the edge of them also just discontinuing the monthly pass in general. Oh, so I, guess that's uh, I think I'll have no true. choice. Yeah. Uh, some good Toronto transit talk for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, it'll be relatable, I'm sure. That's uh, two weeks in a row. I talked about it with Janelle Dennis on last week's episode. Everyone go back and listen. Oh, yeah. You got to hear her take on the TTC versus mine. We have uh, you know a feud over it. You got to hear it and, and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Get at us. All right, cool. So now you're in Toronto doing comedy, traveling around. You did the Adelaide Fringe Festival, one of your aforementioned credits. Um, oh, yeah. So that was good. How is Australia? I'm always interested to hear about international travels. Uh, it was very awesome. Yeah. it's uh, You go over there while it's like it's happening right now, I believe. So you go over there during the winter in Canada and North America. So you get to go to like a beautiful summer australian summer and everyone's just in a really positive mood and everyone the culture there is like very relaxed and into festivals and partying so it's uh, a really fun time yes it's definitely on my bucket list would love to visit australia and uh yeah summer i guess would be the time to go everyone's super chill and uh, yeah you strike me as a person who is also very chill. <laughs> I guess that's why you would uh, fit in quite well in that uh, that atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. They said that I, when I went down there that I was uh, really chill. I was heaps chill. So <laughs> it was, it was fun, nice to fit in. That's probably my favorite thing about Australia is all the fun slang. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get to um, learn a bunch of words and... Uh, yeah. yeah, heaps is a big one. Heaps is a great one. Uh, we talked. I talked to my buddy Hoppers uh, on one of the episodes, and he shared a bunch of them. Old mate, which means like that guy over there. Uh, yeah, oh, so yeah, a lot of great slang <laughs> coming from down under. 
Mm-hmm. Very cool. Shout out to uh, all the slang. <laughs> Shout out to great Australian slang. That's not a knife. <laughs> I I get it because of The Simpsons. That's <laughs> a reference. Oh, it's a reference within a re- You only get because the reference was within <laughs> Simpsons. Right. And now I know because of The Simpsons that it's Crocodile Dundee. Right. But <laughs> I've never seen that movie and I can't tell you any other part of that movie. It's so crazy when you learn like a roundabout, <laughs> a roundabout way some sort of piece of pop culture, usually like through The Simpsons or some other it's like being satirized, and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we all, uh, how I learned about, uh, was Sis and Kane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was no the same Simpsons episode? Same Simpsons or the one with Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Burns? Yeah, no need to actually see Citizen Kane. <laughs> Oscar yeah, winner! <laughs> huh? Oscar winner, bringing it back. All oh, right. yeah. That's great. I think we have a great, uh, a good idea about you now, about where you came from. <laughs> you probably know everything about me. That's like, that's sort of just like a little WTF <laughs> segment for the listeners. Uh, who right. are you guys? Um, okay, so let's get into your story. And cool. it is entitled, The 10-Hour Cab Ride. All right. I uh, had a lot of trouble picking a story because <laughs> when pressed for a story, uh, I find it so hard to think of anything interesting. And so I apologize is, to you and every other guest who I, know, I have forced sure. to think of a story. I think is <laughs> for sure the number one reason why a lot of people do, do not respond. But uh, <laughs> no, thank you for uh, for choosing one, a Sophie's Choice of Stories, and you've chosen yeah. 10-Hour Cab Ride. Yeah, I just wanted to preface that... Uh, this is the most recent interesting thing that I could remember happening to me. Nice. So I'll take you back all the way back to like January 9th-ish, 2018. Scene, interior, <laughs> Via Rail Station, Montreal. Uh, we, Me and my girlfriend went to Montreal for New Year's and we're coming back to Toronto. And we had booked a train back with our new kitten. And we were very nervous. Oh, new kitten. Yes, a very little itty-bitty kitty <laughs> named Butter, who we love. Oh. Shout out to Butter. <laughs> I, shout out uh, to Butter. And to take a train, to take a cat or any pet, I guess, on the train, you have to book a train with uh, Cargo Bay or Cargo Dock or whatever. And uh, this was the only train that day that had it, but it was in the middle of a huge snowstorm. Mm-hmm. So we got to the train station, and they're like, oh, yeah, we can accept uh, the pet, but uh, we're we're currently delayed by, like, five hours. So you guys will just have to wait. And we're like, all right, whatever. So having coffee, waiting for about two or three hours, get another notification saying that the train has now eliminated seating. So you have to go line up and just... Uh, Sort of hope you, you get one of the seats that's on the train. Yeah, the classic thing that happens when you're traveling. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's like you and you buy a ticket and then they're like, all right, this is a ticket for a chance to be on <laughs> yeah. this uh, vehicle. Lottery travel. Exactly. And uh, so we're waiting in line. We get another notification saying that the cargo you know, portion of the train has to be used for seating so that part is now eliminated so we have to go get our cat and they're like okay you can take a train tomorrow morning at 6 a.m back to toronto if you want to come with your cat which uh you know we, we considered leaving the, the cat behind <laughs> at, at, the tra- at the train station butter sure convinced you, you. <laughs> yeah and then butter you know yeah he talked to us and told us he was uh 
you know, incapable of taking care of himself as he was like six months old. <laughs> so he voted no for that. Yeah, he voted no. My girlfriend voted no, so I was outvoted. <laughs> I, um, so then their other option was instead of waiting another, you know, 12 hours to take a train back at 6 a.m. in the morning, uh, we could take a cab from Montreal to Toronto. And we were like, okay, that sounds actually awesome, like a much better scenario. They're like, okay, you just have to take it with uh, these two other couples who are also taking pets. And two of the guys, it was a group of two dudes and then uh, a guy and girl. And the two dudes were, I would say, in their mid-40s okay, and were, I would say, appeared to be really drunk. <laughs> and this was like, you know, 2 p.m. Okay. on a Wednesday or something. And we were like, fine, yeah, we'll go with these people. We, they seem really chill. I love meeting new people. I love, you know, <laughs> getting to know the locals. <laughs> um, we ended up going, all of us, in a giant super van okay. to Toronto. And then halfway through the trip, or not halfway through, like a couple hours in, the girl and her boyfriend, who have a small dog, are... Like, oh, can we stop for food? And cab driver's like, yeah, yeah, we can stop. We're going to stop probably about uh, in like 40 minutes. She's like, uh, I know I have to stop right now. I have to go to the bathroom. So we stop at a casino because, yeah, they have, <laughs> you know, it's a typical Desert. place. Yeah. <laughs> they have bathrooms. That's what they're known for. <laughs> and uh, she goes in with her dog and then her boyfriend follows her. She comes out maybe five minutes later with a dog, and she tells us how the dog peed on the floor of the bathroom, which I would say is atypical for a, a dog. <laughs> and her boyfriend is still not back in the cab like 30 minutes later, and she's calling him. And it turned out he had gone and gotten food at a restaurant in the casino. And, <laughs> he went uh, to a restaurant? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like he went to a restaurant, just... but he got takeout, but it was like from a fancy restaurant in the casino. Right. It's While not, everybody not was just like a like, quick, it's, it's not like no. a McDouble to go. Yeah, and I would say the tension in the cab at that point was <laughs> very high between everybody. So it's, so it's like 30 minutes of just everybody else just sitting in the cab with their animal. What? Yeah, one of the dogs I should also mention was like a huge greyhound-ish wow, kind of dog. One puppy dog. and then one small kitten. Who And all the... <laughs> animals are sort of making noises because they're all in like cages <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. happy right they're in their uh, their travel crates in their travel crates and everyone is just sort of silently being mad that this girl <laughs> friend this girl's boyfriend was not uh you know coming back very quickly and about halfway after he gets back whatever they have a nice argument over him not getting food that she could eat also. So that was Oh no. I was gonna say to like be around at for. least I'm sure he's gonna get something for everyone. He's gonna get himself oh. a meal, but he'll get uh, he'll get a share shareables plate for the for the van for the trouble, you know. That would have been awesome, yeah. <laughs> but uh I mean I would have done that for sure. I know. Right? Guy, yeah, you so. would have done that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would have done that, even though I am telling a story just besmirching this whole this whole crew. Of <laughs> yeah, you were there, literally could have done it, but did not. But you would. Yeah, but I 100 percent would have. Yeah. Uh, and then, anyway, so we continue our trip, and then like half an hour later, the girl gets a phone call 
and starts uh, yelling, I would say, to the person <laughs> on the other line about their money and how she's going to get the money and how <laughs> she's like annoying everybody in the car right now. And <laughs> also, this is in you know half English, half French, so it was kind of interesting to mm, to piece it all uh, together. <laughs> the French to piece it all together to, to use you know my uh, my bilingual diploma <laughs> and. Fast forward, this is, and it's also, it's taken so much longer just because of, uh, we were in a van taxi and the guy wanted to be, you know, very safe because the reason the train didn't take off was because of a huge snowstorm. So it was like the roads were crazy. (laughs) So you're driving slower anyway. So it's already, it's already a delayed trip. A hundred percent. And, uh, the man driving the car. He's like, okay, I just want to go. Uh, I just have to get some gas, but uh, if you guys don't mind, I'm actually going to go to this gas station that's about. It's just like a little off of the, you know, sort of. <laughs> there's like a straight line from Montreal to Toronto. If you've ever, if uh, the listeners have not driven uh, from those two points, but he's like, he knows he knows of a gas station where the gas is extra cheap, and he's <laughs> like keeps telling. He's like, I'm going to show you guys. It'll be great for if you want to do this trip again one day, or you know, if you want to do. If you want to save gas on your trip. Yeah, do a gas run, bring extra jugs. Yeah, exactly. Very, in my mind, like uh, Beverly Hillbillies-esque maybe. Yeah. And then, so we go, yeah, another 40 minutes out of the way for that. End up back in Toronto close to like 10 p.m. And from a taxi cab that left at, uh, I don't know, whatever 10 hours before that would be. Yeah, noon. Yeah. To 10 Uh, hours, yeah. And... We get out, and my girlfriend and I are just like so wanting, just so excited to get back to our apartment, whatever. So we give him, we tip him, and he's like, "Oh, can you, uh, can you tell the other guys uh, to tip me, <laughs> like the other passengers?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a very, uh, you know, confident, outspoken guy, so I had no problem doing that. <laughs> no, I just, I sort of cowered away. I was like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I'll tell them," and I sort of like said bye to them and i was like as i was leaving like uh you know really quickly it was like oh yeah so we 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 tipped him and then i just like left <laughs> um, do with that what you will yeah <laughs> put I know, this I on your information yeah. i don't know how they interpreted it but i hope everybody got home uh, safe and uh i would say that was the most interesting <laughs> thing that's happened in the past month pretty good yeah that's a recent one that's this year that happened in a new yeah. fresh year this was one of the first things that it kicked off your year yeah i'm sure it's a great uh, omen for the rest of the rest of my year will go well if anything it's just up it's gonna completely improve from there right you can't it's true right? I yeah, hope so. that's what i'm saying everything's gonna get good so butter's doing well adjusted to his new home yeah yeah he uh does he, dropped he loves, the, french he loves the train station <laughs> does he does he have a french meow or is he, he has a <laughs> toronto meow now He's still got a Toronto meow, but uh, you know he's uh, he still loves the French culture. Right. He, he keeps talking about how he wants to go back to Montreal to yeah. party. He's like, oh, baguettes aren't the same, or the the bagels aren't the same here. Yeah, exactly. He says uh, the secrets in the water in Montreal. He said that's what it is. The secrets mm-hmm. in the water. All right. Well, thank you. What a harrowing tale. And I'm, yes, I'm glad everyone made it through. And I wonder if those people ever got their money. I know. I <laughs> am, uh, if I ever find out, I'll let you know. Please do. And well, I'll, I'll do an update for the listeners. 
Yeah, that'd be huge. <laughs> All right. So that concludes the story time. You made it through, and now we get into talking Twitter. So it says nice. here that you've been on Twitter since August 2009. What was that it is like? True. What was it like back then? What were you doing on Twitter in August 2009, the early days of Twitter? That's true. I think I was only following people and maybe not even following people for like another few years. But I remember just getting it because I don't know, it seemed like uh, it was going to be the new Facebook or something. So I was like, Oh yeah, I'm a 19 year old. <laughs> right. I love social media. Mm-hmm. Early adopter. I got to, you know, secure lockdown, the Nick, ne- the at Nick Nemeroff. Yeah. At that point, it was already a thing that you had to lock in your, uh, handle, right? Like that. Right. So for any new things that was coming up, people already knew like, oh, if I don't sign up right away, I'm not going to be able, I'm going to have, I'm going to be like Nick Nemeroff t- 28 or something. That's or, true. Or what and would it be? You know <laughs> I've, I've come across another Nick Nemeroff now in my, in my days. Oh. And uh, I think he has the handle N Nemeroff, which, you know, that's clearly much worse than the full name. It's worse, yeah. Yeah, um, and could be anything. It could, could be, be Nemeroff for all, for all I know. It could just be a, yeah, a typo. <laughs> it could just be a typo. <laughs> yeah. But it's great uh, to get your own name. I could not get Stephen Skinner, unfortunately. Yeah. Had to throw in the W. But also, it's great because it kind of distinguishes me against the accused murderer who is currently on trial, <laughs> named Stephen Skinner. So wow. it's good to be. <laughs> I thought that was you. <laughs> yeah, I thought you that's yeah. why you were trying to get into podcasting <laughs> so much. You know, you're trying to build their, build a positive reputation. Yeah, I'm in a Nova Scotia prison right now. <laughs> Just nice. This is my free time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that you were able to secure your handle at Nick Nemeroff on Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram, so I got both. Early adopter, just right on there. So that's good. Exactly. Any any app I hear of, I immediately go on and stake the claim to Nick the new Nemeroff. one. Uh, the new one this week is the Vero. I think. Have you got on that one? No, but I'm, oh. I'm <laughs> clicking in right now. Click. I hear the keys clicking. So yeah. Vero is the new one. Uh, so yeah, get on that. Cool. <laughs> what is Vero? Like, what's I, I, it's the a social. Difference? Oh, it's a social network that goes back to like, this is your timeline. No algorithm. <laughs> so it's like oh, backlash against the algorithm. I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, I have myself not signed up. So. Uh, but if you're on Vero, let us know and be sure to follow Nick Nemeroff <laughs> yeah. on Vero. So let's see. What has been uh, one of your most memorable interactions on the platform of Twitter? My most memorable one, I tweeted a license plate that I found in <laughs> Toronto that was, I think the license plate was like BHNK172. <laughs> and I tweeted such an influential band to me growing up or something along the lines of that Mm -hmm. and doing just the picture and uh (laughs) when i went and i tweeted it like midnight one night and then the next night woke up looked at my notifications and had like you know by far like i've never gone you know viral quote unquote but this was like in the thousands of retweets and thousands of likes and I think previously my high was maybe, you know, five retweets, 25 likes. <laughs> so this one uh, blew that out of the water. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> demolished it. But it was because eventually it got – I didn't tag Blink-182 in it at all or anything. But eventually somehow 
made its way to Mark Hoppus, and he retweeted it. And he's got you know millions of followers and stuff. And I also was uh, just a very huge Blink-182 fan for my teenage years. Mm-hmm. So I would say that was my... I, would, I count that as an interaction, even though it was just him pressing retweet, and he didn't reply when I wrote, you know, <laughs> thanks for retweeting. Right. I agree. <laughs> that's, that's a great interaction. The Hoppus retweet. Uh, I'm also – I was a huge uh, Blink fan growing up ever since, <clears throat> uh, like, the get-go. Uh, and, yeah, that Hoppus – when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, that's amazing to see that uh, to come through. Because I think I liked it before – uh, Hoppus got to it and it blew oh, up. Yeah. So uh, I was like, "Oh, this could be, it could be good." Uh, just so funny, <laughs> and that's what I love because your your um, comedy is so it covers a lot of different uh, forms, right? Mixed media, I would say. So you're very funny on Twitter, <laughs> also very funny on Instagram. Yeah, you do funny stories. So just you know, you got you're the whole package. Is what I'm trying to say, listeners, well. check them out. Yeah, thank you very much, dude. I love uh, mixed media. Any media, <laughs> I find I you know love to mix it. You're mixing it up what, uh, on the media and doing a great job. All right, so yeah, great interaction with Mark Hoppus. Shout out. Now, what is the weirdest thing that has happened? Woo! The weirdest thing that has happened on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if I've had oh, weird okay. interactions. You know, you stayed stayed safe. Yeah, right, I, I mostly if I reply, if somebody writes back to one of my tweets and I either don't have anything funny to say or if I find it weird or whatever, I'll just, <laughs> you know, like it and try to be That's good. supportive. Yeah, you keep it positive because, yeah, yeah, some people will just ignore those weird ads that you get. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you can just give them a like and that's all they're looking for. They just want, yeah, I they get just want someone to sure. say... I see you. I see you. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're all just looking to be we're seen. We're all just looking to be seen. So thank mm. you. All right. What about an interesting or fun interaction with a celebrity or brand? Not including oh. Mark Hoppus. Ever, Not including ever Mark angrily tweet at uh, <laughs> Toaster Strudel or whatever, like some people? <laughs> uh, no, not specifically Toaster Strudel. I, uh, man, I'm trying to think. Because some, some people like to, you know, get at brands <laughs> online. Yeah, uh, and some brands have become so good at, uh, you know, being uh, weird Twitter. Yeah, they uh, ingratiated uh, themselves online with their yeah. young interns who know how to tweet. Right, and that's why I love brands. Like they just get me, and that's why I'll <laughs> always be loyal to uh, all the brands that I love. Shout out to our brands. <laughs> yeah, shout out to brands, corporations. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I wish I had a better answer. Hey, no, that's okay. I... Not everybody does it. I just throw it out there because it's part of the <laughs> part of the questions. So, no, that's really, f- the fun interaction was the Mark Hoppus one, and everyone mm-hmm. go check that one out. It's your number one tweet. Yeah, you got to check it out. You got to scroll back <laughs> through my timeline and you find check a tweet it. that has a lot of RTs. Is it on Instagram also? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. I think you it was a mix double up the post. Media. Yes, nice. You got you to milk one of those when it's that good, you know? <laughs> That's right. And then you link to both of them on your Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I'm just like, boom, <laughs> yeah, boom, it's just boom, a circle boom, of boom, boom. Uh, the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> and catch me on my Vero. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it'll be up there soon. Link it. It'll be on Vero ASAP and all yeah. available on nicknemroff.com. 
Exactly. All right. So we got a couple of questions here about Twitter left. And the first question is, who would be your dream follow back? Now, this is someone who you're currently following and it's you would love to have them follow you back, like a, uh, maybe like a Mark Hoppus or something. All right. I'll be honest. I don't follow Mark Hoppus. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I know. Maybe that's why he didn't write back because he saw I'm not a true, uh, a no. true Hoppus head. <laughs> My true, my dream follow back, I will say, and I am embarrassed to say this because I feel like I know enough of his friends that they <laughs> would make fun of me for saying this, but Whoa. I'll say Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder. Nathan for you. Great Canadian comedy person. Laugh mm-hmm. Sabbath alum. Yeah, you'd think that, yeah, you guys rub enough similar elbows. Hang out in the same cabaret space sometimes. <laughs> totally. I can't believe he doesn't follow back everybody who hangs out in the comedy bar cab space. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, I mean, like, he, he tweeted at me one time, or we had, like, a back and forth, but it was back before the show. He only had, like, 2,000 followers. So, oh, nice. So nothing what really... was your back and forth? He, he, it was, uh, he asked for, like, a caption. It was, like, a caption contest. So he posted oh. like a picture, and I posted a caption, uh, and and uh, yeah, he liked that one. So, but 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 he never followed me back. He never followed me back either. So, come on, Nathan. I'm sure after this episode, he'll follow us both back. <laughs> he'll you. probably unfollow all the people he's following now and follow us too. That would be. I mean, he doesn't have to unfollow anybody. He just has to follow both of us. Right, that's true. Right, I guess I was just dreaming big. <laughs> that's true. Which brings us to our next question and the final question in our talking twitter segment it is the ultimate dream follow back now this is any person real or fictional living or dead <laughs> would you like to follow you on twitter uh i would guess maybe uh god all right if, yeah if god if they followed me go, well the god has a lot of ca- accounts online so That's what I've seen. Some of them are very popular. Uh, yeah. That's true. He's, he's got a lot of material to work with. Right. They, yeah. I don't believe in a he. Oh, uh, yeah. Did I just I mean, gender God? Uh. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. But, yeah, to be followed by, you know, uh, an all-knowing, omnipresent, uh, omnipotent being, that would be cool. It would be pretty sweet. And even, like, getting a like <laughs> would be sweet. Getting a like would be – getting a getting retweet a, would be insane. A retweet? Oof. I yeah. guarantee your entrance into heaven, you would think. Yeah, I think for God, <laughs> RT's equal endorsements, actually. That's which is interesting. True. I think that's everybody, but even if you say it's... <laughs> <laughs> true, that is the law. Yeah. That's right. All right, well, thank you. You made it through the gauntlet of Twitter questions, but now nice. we get into the tweets. So I have asked you to select one of your tweets to be read on the podcast. Would, mm-hmm. you, would you like to share it with us? I suppose I do. This is all. This was all another part where it was like looking through my old Twitter and trying to find a tweet that I Wouldn't felt confident enough. And yeah. like, yeah, this is this is the one I want to be known for. <laughs> well, this is it. Listen up. Might not look it, but I'm a white guy with dreads. The future, the past, the present. I dread it all, folks. And then a smiley face. <laughs> the smiley face, it's uh, kind of part of your signature, part of your brand. <laughs> it's its a great, because you know you're, yeah. just, you're having fun with it. <laughs> We're all having fun. Exactly. I think that's, uh, I really like that that one. Uh, I dread it all. Mm-hmm. That's uh, some classic wordplay. And 
you know, you're 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 quite the wordplay aficionado yourself. So I'm sure you've encountered a lot of wordplay. I've encountered wordplay. I do enjoy it, and mm-hmm. I <laughs> I relish good wordplay. So nice. thank you for that one from January twenty third, two thousand sixteen. Good time. What a day. Good time for tweets. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> All right, now my pick. I have selected from Nick's. Vast catalog of hilarious tweets is this one. Okay, if I'm being honest, kind of annoyed I spent all that time on the effigy and then you guys just burnt it. <laughs> oh, wow. It's an old one, I feel It's like. an old one from October 21st, 2016. Oh, damn. That's one, a horrible time for tweets. So I'm 141. Lucky I yeah, that pre-Halloween. <laughs> the slump. Malaise that we slump. all get into. Yeah. No, I think that was a great one. Nothing like a good burnt effigy joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you don't word see, player burnt effigies most of my online You don't see many these days, but I'd love to hear about them. Yeah. And now we get into the picks from others on Twitter. And the first pick comes in from Dan Licata. And this person was also mentioned on the Darren Springer episode. So it was the second oh. Dan Licata tweet that uh, we've we've had here. It uh, was the same one? No, no, a different tweet. No. Just the same gentleman. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so yeah. this is a tweet. Um, I am not sure how to read this. Would you, would you like to try to read it? Or do you have a read? Sure. <laughs> I find this, yeah. I'm reading it now and just laughing because I still find this tweet so funny. It's very funny, but... <laughs> A challenge to read, so let's hear Nick Nemiroff reading the tweet. Today, I called my teacher Chum Lee, in brackets, from Pawn Stars, instead of her real name, in brackets, Miss Adamski. She kind of looked like him, cry face. All of a sudden, she ran out of the room crying, (laughs) dot, dot, dot. Turns out she used to date Chum Lee, and he dumped her on the day of Brexit via Viber. In brackets, a free messaging calling app. <laughs> and then I don't know what to, how to describe the next emoji. Like the... Yeah, I don't uh, know. the teeth showing emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, teeth showing, like the non-smile the, teeth showing emoji. Yeah, the ooh emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man, I don't know why. I just There's so much in that tweet that I... There's a lot going on in the tweet, a lot to break (laughs) down. Dan Licata, uh, I guess a great American comedian. Have you ever uh, done a show with him or seen him, or how did you come across him? He's he's just popped up in my feed a bunch because of uh, a lot of people favoriting or retweeting him. And then, yeah, I've never seen him live, but his Twitter is hilarious. It's at Dan Licata sucks. And his tweets are all sort of, I think it's so funny to just tweet as if you're so dumb. (laughs) Um, And uh, he does that extremely, extremely well. Yeah, that's a great, if you can hear, uh, it's a consistent voice. Totally. (laughs) Just a real dumb character. And if you can nail a consistent voice, oh, that's great. That yeah. is the key. Yeah, all the uh, the parentheticals in this <laughs> are add a layer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the emoji uh, punctuation adds a layer. And then yeah. dumped her on the day of Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like so, so much detail of such silly things. And that he tagged Viber in it. Is Unnecessary. Also find funny. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. the the like Coda via Viber, <laughs> a free yeah, messaging exactly. app. Yeah, <laughs> free messaging. I think a free messaging calling app makes me laugh the hardest. 
Had all the elements in the tweet. It's got it all. So everyone got to go check out Dan Licata at Dan Licata Sucks on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Nick. What a great pick. <clears throat> now let's get into the second tweet that you've picked. Selected from hundreds of tweets on Twitter, you've selected this one from Ben at Benst. So that is four <laughs> N's. That's uh, true. B-E, four N's, S-T. Yeah, his uh, name is Ben Steger, a oh, ben Steger. Uh, Toronto comic who is so funny. Uh, ben Steger. Ben Steger, okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll share the tweet. And it is this. I wish that managing my depression was as easy as managing the multiple Tenacious D cover bands on my talent roster. All very cooperative and professional. <laughs> yeah. it's. Uh, he's also got a very consistent voice on Twitter. He, he is... You think he's... And maybe if you know what he sounds like, it's even funnier. But I, uh, I love that tweet because it's got, again, a very weird amount of detail... And has a very, like, uplifting, positive thing, <laughs> twist at the end. Yeah, kind of a, an obscure <laughs> or weird, absurd reference. A bunch of Tenacious D cover bands oh, yeah. like, yeah, that he's managing. And they're all very cooperative. <laughs> they're all and cooperative and professional. Like, that's the best yeah. part about it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> all right, well, I checked him out. And he's uh, in the Toronto Make Me Laughs, currently on at Toronto Sketch Fest. That's true. So, Toronto Make Me Laugh's also a very hilarious uh, sketch group around town, even when it's not Sketchfest. Even when it's not Sketchfest, check them out, everybody. Have you ever done, have you ever dipped your toe into the sketch or improv waters? I have a little bit. I met my friend Gavin Pounds through doing sketch uh, in university for a sketch group that I was never, I never felt great about my contributions or. <laughs> you know, participation in, but, uh, Gavin was very funny. And so I was happy to, uh, get to meet him and hang out with him from that. So that's my connection to sketch and improv is I have a friend who does it. Oh, that's good. So you plucked, (laughs) you plucked a pal from the world of sketch and improv. Uh, and your show kind of has a little bit of that feel. You're kind of a character, uh, on your skate or die show, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We host it in character for sure. And we do, Maybe not a sketch, quote unquote, but like we have a through line through all our shows. Yeah, so we have a narrative. Yeah, yeah, that's what I liked about it. Yeah, the narrative ties everything together on your show, uh, punctuated by great comedy acts uh, in the cabaret space at Comedy Bar. Very funny show. I got a chance to check it out, and it was standing room only, folks. This is a popular show, and it was hilarious. Stacked lineup, yeah, everybody killed. I mean, it was it was great. Um, Thanks. Yeah, it was great. And shout out to Gavin Pounds. Everyone should check him out at Gavin LBS for Pounds. Also true. Very funny <laughs> tweeter uh, as well. Yeah, his uh, picture looks like uh, Kip from <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, that's <clears throat> kind of how he looks. But I think his picture also is uh, has a huge maybe loogie from his nose. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. A little uh, Easter also egg. He has, I should mention a very, very funny uh, Instagram character called Randall Walsh Enterprise, where he pretends to be a uh, like a self-help guru, <laughs> and uh, it just it's really funny to see because he hashtags a bunch of stuff, and then real self-help gurus who are so dumb they uh, <laughs> DM him and you know try to ask him <laughs> yeah. what he's working on at the moment and stuff and they don't really understand it's a joke that's and awesome I do love that yeah he's networking with real self-help gurus this character totally. <laughs> well that's great yeah Gavin and yourself were very funny so everyone 
Uh, check them out. All right. Now mm-hmm. we get into everyone's favorite segment. It is questions from Twitter. Bum, 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 so we got a few questions in on the old Twitter machine. And the first one comes to us from Thomas Brendel at The Solemn Bard. And Thomas asks, since anagrams are destiny, how do you interpret fence for mink? Will you buy and sell stolen furs or do manual labor at a mink farm? So Thomas loves an anagram. So mm-hmm. if you'll see the fence for mink is a Nick Nemirov. That's an anagram for Stephen Skinner. Stephen W. Skinner. I double checked it. I triple checked it and it works out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Interesting question, Thomas. All right. So what were, I, what, what were the two options? It was buy and sell stolen furs or do manual labor at a mink farm. Ooh. I would love to buy and sell stolen furs because that uh, seems, you know, as I said before with the shoveling, I was uh, really against it. So manual labor, I uh, am am too, you know, I'm I'm an intellectual. I can't do (laughs) manual labor. (laughs) Averse to manual labor. So you're going to turn to a life of crime. You're going to fence these minks. (laughs) Yeah. I think if I have to choose between those two, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm fine to steal some mink. Yeah. I'm not really sure. That's like a small animal? Right? Yeah, pretty small. You'd be able to, <laughs> to grab that pretty easy, I think. Okay, cool. All right. So thank you very much, Thomas, for the interesting question and great anagram. And the next question comes to us from friend of the show, Steve versus Ninjas. And he asks, boxers or briefs, which would you rather be killed by? Oh, that's a t- that's one I've I've you know been wrestling with for a while. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I would rather be killed by uh, boxers because they seem more laid back. So it seems like more of a uh, a chill, relaxed death. And chill, briefs, relaxed, and as we have already determined, that fits your lifestyle. <laughs> exactly. I think briefs are uh, yeah too too formal. Uh, yes, I agree. Briefs would be, uh, yeah, like, uh, and how, how do you think they would kill them, right? Because briefs would seem like they would suffocate you. Right. Yeah, but how would boxers like do it? I would say suffocate, like, over <laughs> a really long time. Just suffocate, but in a different, slower way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, maybe I would have to get a bigger neck or something. Like, I would have to do some of the work. And <laughs> you have to help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for the question, Steve versus Ninjas. And the next question comes to us from Llama in a Tux, at Llama in a Tux. And Kevin asks, if you could be any animal, what would you choose? Now, if you can be an animal that gets to shoot lasers from its eyes, what do you want to be now? Well, yeah. I'm confused a bit. So I get <laughs> so to... it's a multi-part question. So first, right. if you could be any animal, what would you choose? Oh, okay. If I could be any animal, I would choose to be a uh, dog. <laughs> dog. A, a nice dog. Okay. Any particular breed? What are we thinking? Oof. Bernese Mountain Dog. <laughs> All right. Love the markings. Yeah. Nice markings. Good markings. They're gigantic. Yeah, you they seem did, really uh, lovable. <laughs> yeah, super lovable. That's a great answer. All right. Now, if you can be an animal that gets to shoot lasers from its eyes, what do you want to be now? 
well, now I got to change it up. Obviously, <laughs> I would be a uh, wiener dog. Still <laughs> a dog, <laughs> just yeah. Also, good different breeds. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you know, I think more uh, they're more hunters and stuff, so I think the lasers would really come in handy for that. Right, but you just be shooting people's ankles off. Yeah, it's fine because I don't want to kill anybody. I just want to let them know that I'm around. Yeah, and hopefully not too powerful. So just sort of maybe like is warm on your ankle, not like shooting through it or something. Yeah, exactly. Just sort of like uh, like a little pinch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for your question, Llama. And that's a great answer. All right. A couple questions left. This question comes to us from Hugh Goes There at Hugh Goes There on Twitter. And what's more likely to be fake news? Moon landing or Loch Ness Monster? Well, well first off, Loch Ness Monster is real. Moon landing is fake. So I got to go moon landing. So moon landing is fake news. Loch Ness Monster, you've got the proof. What uh, I have, totally have you been yeah. to Scotland? Have you traveled? Uh, I've, ne- I've never been to Scotland. Yeah. I've never watched any video or read any proof about it. But I just have a good feeling that the Loch Ness monster is real. Well, your gut's never been wrong before, so <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. And moon landing being fake, we've seen tons of evidence for that. Like it was clearly filmed on a soundstage. Like clearly, the flag doesn't. The flag moves. Uh, yeah, remember and. I remember, <laughs> and the fact that they show the moon is, uh, you know, round when everyone knows that the moon is flat. So it's yeah, all there's a lot of you know a lot of mistakes that you're, people uh, are trying to sell it to us. You're a flat mooner. I'm a flat mooner. I call us uh, the real instead of the truthers. I call us like the realers. So. <laughs> all right, so that gets to the bottom of that. I would love mm-hmm. to visit Loch Ness. It would be cool. I think that would be cool. All right, so thank you very much, Hugh, for the question. And we got a couple questions left. The next question comes from Stefan Arkel at Office of Steve, a nice Toronto Twitter guy. And his question is, if you could be any Ninja Turtle, which one would it be and why? Great question. Great question. Yeah, great question. I would choose... Which one likes pizza? I like uh, it'd be that one. <laughs> I think they all like it, but Michelangelo seems to be the he most. He is a hundred percent about it. He's always talking about it. He's the guy who goes and pays the pizza guy. He's probably the one right. ordering it too, right? So, I would say Michelangelo is the. He's a party dude. Okay, I would do Michelangelo then. I'd like to be a party dude. People seem to like Michelangelo. <laughs> you know, he's he's well-respected by his peers. He's a chill job. and party dude, yeah. Yeah, Raphael's yeah. kind of the sour, sassy one. Uh, yeah, Donatello's no, no. like more of a nerdy, the nerd one. Oh, no way, dude. I did not want to be a nerd. And Leonardo's like the jock one, sort of like straight-edge guy, right? Right. I could be a jock. <laughs> you but, could be, uh, yeah. But you're more uh, on the pizza I, end. You know, I'm more in the pizza, let's have a good time. Cowabunga, if you will. Or if you will, yeah. If you want to. <laughs> if you if you desire, you may cowabunga. So thank you very much for that great answer and great question, Steve. And the final question comes to us from Katie Didn't at pork underscore chop underscore hair. And she <laughs> asks, <laughs> if you had to choose one, cheese its cheese nips, or goldfish... <laughs> Which one? Oh, uh, cheese nips are the the 
Like the, the fake nipples that are cheese or no? <laughs> yeah, you you um you suck like cheese whiz <laughs> from them. Uh, oh no. my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're triangles. Uh, they're just they're triangles. Oh, I see. Uh, I've out of all those, I think I've only had goldfish, and I quite like them. So I'm gonna go goldfish. Gonna say goldfish. I'm sorry, you haven't even touched. Haven't even the, you haven't even touched a nip. <laughs> I've never touched a cheese nip. Never touched a cheese it, but I love goldfish. All right, goldfish, final answer. Thank you very much, Katie, and thank you to everyone who has sent in a question uh, to FOTSPod on Twitter, and be sure to follow it and send a question for a future guest. All right, so now we can begin to wrap it up. Now, you mentioned that you're passionate about sports. Your teams, the Denver Broncos, Montreal Canadiens, Mm-hmm. Not doing great this uh, past year. No, they both, uh, Canadians probably will miss the playoffs, and Denver miss it by quite a lot. Quite a lot, and things aren't looking great for next year, <laughs> or <laughs> uh, right yeah. quarterback situation unquestionable. And, uh, oh, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, they're looking to address it in uh, either the draft or free agency, but... It's not looking great for the long-term future, I would say. So, But we did win the Super Bowl two years ago. So yeah, it's so hard that's to, the key. Uh, um, so you've got to celebrate that sweet, sweet victory. Um, exactly. So how was that? Were you watching watching the game wearing a jersey, having a great time? Uh, I was watching the game. I don't know if I was wearing a jersey. I was having a great time <laughs> to answer all, yep, all three of those questions you. right off the bat. <laughs> um, I was watching it on a computer at my sister's house in L.A., mm. and... Uh, it was great. They came in as the underdogs, and I had sort of become less fervent of a fan uh, after going to Australia, not being able to watch it for those like uh, that year or so that oh, I was there. Yeah, so and, it was a big uh, chunk of the season. Yeah, exactly. And so I sort of fell off, and was and I and I realized like, oh, not watching it actually doesn't uh, impact how the game is played, or, or you know, <laughs> sort of my happiness at all. So maybe right. it's good that I fall off a bit and get less passionate less passionate about it yeah and uh, get some sweet australian sun yeah exactly get some sun by staying in uh you know the dorm that i was staying in (laughs) it's in the right in front of the air conditioner (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly and anyways the next couple years yeah they sort of reloaded and got quite good and i got to watch it more just for the fun of it, rather than like putting all my emotions on the line. So it was nice, uh, a nice little break. But okay, so you got to you distanced yourself a little bit. So the heartbreak of loss wasn't as intense as it had been. Right, but they ended up winning, so it was like uh, you know, I kind of wish maybe I had been as right. fervent as a, of a fan because then it would have been would have meant more to me. Would have been even sweeter. Well, congratulations yeah. on your win. Have you have you seen the Canadians win a cup? I guess they won in your. They won in 1993, but I was uh, yeah three years old, so oh, I don't remember. Just just too soon for you. Yeah, I they've been it. in the f- not in the Stanley Cup Finals, but in the Eastern Conference Finals once. I think since I've been a huge fan, and uh, I think if they won, I that would mean I think more because it's really tied to yeah a lot of the culture and identity in Montreal, obviously. And being away from there, it's like one way to sort of keep in touch with the city. Yeah, just by watching them in Toronto. Yeah, that's true. Because because uh, there's a big rivalry between the Leafs and the Habs. Uh, yes. So when there's Leaf Hab games on, you can uh, cheer for them, and everyone can boo you when you cheer for them 
getting a goal. Yeah. And that's kind of fun, yeah. right? Like it is. Uh, yeah, you know, you get to just sort of be a bit of an ass and uh, <laughs> yeah. make your friends annoyed, which is nice. That is always fun to do when you can do it in a fun way. Totally. And support. In a nice way. As we've already established, I'm a nice guy. In so a it's nice, not like, you know. Fun way. Yeah. Well, I wish them, I wish both those teams all the best. Uh, and hopefully nobody gets hurt. Just a good, good rest of the season. That would be great. For everybody. Thank you for your well wishes. <laughs> well, good. And so, what about baseball? You do that at all? Or since you moved uh, to Toronto, have you seen any to, Jays games? I went to a Jays, I went to a couple of Jays games last year that I think were my first baseball games since maybe like the Expos when I was a teenager. No way. Um, pardon? You went to see the Expos? Yeah, yeah. That's very uh, cool. Because they would have like, you know, the cheapest tickets you've ever seen, like five <laughs> yeah. bucks for yeah. somewhere in the outfield. And we could just get a bunch of friends and go down there for an afternoon or a night when we were 13-ish, I'd say. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. the stuff. Yeah, those, yeah, that was really fun. Those late days of the Expos... Uh, Rest in peace, Expos. Yeah. They say they're going to come back, so I still have my... Uh, <laughs> if I get back into baseball, I think that would be the only way. Well, let's hold out hope but. because I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. Are you a big baseball fan? Uh, yeah, I get on and off the bandwagon. Uh, I didn't go to any games last year, but usually I go to uh, several games. Uh, okay. For Toronto Blue Jays, you're a fan? For, yeah, for the Jays. And um, when they did their playoff runs, uh, I was able to go to some playoff games. So that was... Oh, nice. That was yeah, cool. that must have been crazy because the whole... That's like that became like a huge uh, event in Toronto. Like yeah. any bar you went to was full. Yeah, it like just it was sort of uh, just took the whole city. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, and it's great to cheer, you know, with everybody in that atmosphere. It gets so intense. Playoff, playoff baseball in the city. All right. Well, I guess that sort of brings us to the end. So thank you very much, Nick. And now let's mention all of the things that you need to promote. Remember to follow Nick Nemiroff on Twitter and Instagram. Very funny stuff on both. Uh, you can check out all of his shows and a funny stand-up clip at www.nicknemeroff.com. And I should mention that he's going on tour with Everardo Ramirez. He's coming to Hamilton, Ottawa, Montreal, Kitchener-Waterloo, and Peterborough. And I'm going to try and make it out to the Hamilton date, so come nice. on come on out, everybody. Do it. It's going to be come great. Come to uh, all those shows. Yeah, everybody everyone. listening. <laughs> everyone come to all those shows. Uh, and everyone come to Skate or Die at Hotmail.com every fourth Wednesday of the month at Comedy Bar in the cab space. I have gone to the show and it was great. And shout out to the co-host Gavin Pounds on Twitter at GavinLBS. And yeah. uh, what else is there? <laughs> Catch uh, you uh, in America at all kinds of great festivals. You're in LA all the time. Uh, you do. You've done like the Hot Tub Show, which is a very popular, fun show with Christian Shaw. And uh, what? What else? What else? Uh, <laughs> I think that's about it. That's like, all I. Yeah, can cover everything. Yeah, check out. Uh, butter, come to my apartment if you want to meet butter. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> butter should make uh, should be making an appear on your Instagram. Right. Oh yeah, Quite he, he gets up there, you know, one set, one every three or four posts usually. I think I put a picture of butter out on the question call. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, he was. Uh, that's he has sunglasses in that photo. Normally, he doesn't wear uh, sunglasses. But I get that vibe that he would be chill with the sunglasses. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, he he actually really liked it. You liked it. Okay, good. Um, all right, so that I guess begins to wrap it up, and now I will play the theme, and we will say our goodbyes. 
So thanks, Nick, for coming. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. And uh, go ahead and enjoy Hollywood's biggest night. Yeah, I'm going to get back to the Oscars right now and uh, just have to catch my plane. Coming, <laughs> coming to you live from the red carpet. Yeah. Peace. All right. Thanks. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Nick. He is great. Check him out on all the mixed media and see him live in your town. Here are your reminders. Follow at FOTS Pod and send a question for future guests. I love getting them and the answers are fun. I am at Skinner Steven on Twitter for jokes. And you can visit www.stevenwskinner.com for all the old episodes and on iTunes. You can subscribe and leave a review. Please and thank you. Yeah, I think we just need one more. Thank you to Ruby Coast for the music and RIP Ruby Coast. Thank you to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thank you so very much for listening. I am Stephen W. Skinner bidding you have a great one.